This is Bob Atcroft, and this is my podcast, Be Real Now. So my guest today is a person that I've known for my entire life, and she has a unique ability that surprises me because I never realized that she had this gift. So let me start off with this. Did you realize that, that more than 6 million animals enter a shelter every year? And that 1.5 million of them are euthanized every year in the U.S. alone. Sadly, the majority would not only make a wonderful pet, but a valued family member. And all they want is unconditional love. An outspoken animal advocate, teacher, rescue volunteer, and compassionate wife, sister, aunt, and friend to many, Mary Lou is so passionate about her love for animals, she sometimes finds herself in a very curious and dangerous situation in the streets of Los Angeles in order to save an animal in Pearl. Without further ado, welcome my guest, my sister, Mary Lou, Mary Lou Adcroft, Mary Lou Troba. <laughs> Mary Lou, welcome. Thank you. To my show, Be Thank Real you. Now. So growing up, for our audience, we had a couple dogs. Our first dog was Sergeant. Yeah. Um, I, I hate to use the word mutt. I don't know if that's he acceptable. Was he was a mutt. <laughs> he was a small dog that went up to just above your heel mm -hmm. and would chase the mailman around the block. And yeah. we'd get, a, uh, as many of our listeners probably realize, you get a note, hey, couldn't deliver the mail because of the dog, right? <laughs> that was Sergeant. Yep. And Sergeant would be in dog fights all the time because mm -hmm. this is going back into the 70s and 80s where, you know, dogs weren't leashed. Then we had our, our dog Lancer, Siberian Husky who interestingly enough was dog napped. He was such a beautiful dog. Okay. And um, you had a number of dogs. So you had one dog. Uh, you know, one of the biggest questions for our listeners is, hey, well, you have a new puppy. What are you going to name him? Your dog, your beloved Sam. Now, how'd you come up with the name Sam? Sam was a rescue dog at Star Paws. I adopted where I volunteered and he had been dumped in the woods of Pacific Palisades mm -hmm. with two other dogs. And because I was working at the rescue and wanted a dog myself, but was waiting for a Pomeranian to come through because mm. oftentimes yeah. purebreds do come through. Wow. And I said to Victoria that runs Star Prize Rescue, if one comes in and you can't find a foster for it, I will foster that dog until it comes you know, mm -hmm. to a good family. And that was Sam. That was Sam. It was a little Shih Tzu Lhasa Apsa mix. Wow. And Sammy came in and he was matted and filled with bumps and lumps, 13 to be exact. And he had been uh, missing, he had a bad tooth. Yeah. And Victoria said, can you just help us out? Because I know your husband is allergic mm. to pups or any pup whatsoever a lot mm -hmm. of hair and I said well I'll take him home and see if we're okay with them and Toby we had him for a few days he said we're fine before that I had tried to get Sam a foster and yeah. it was really hard because every time the people would try to get Sammy out he was very complacent and depressed and then he was no fun yeah. And they said, we just can't take this dog. He's just no fun for us. You know? Yeah. People didn't like his lumps and bumps and things of that nature. So he, he was really unwanted. So I grew to love him. You saved him. And so I, we came up with the name. We said, 
you know, people don't realize just because the dog is like the... Remember the story of the ugly duckling? Mm-hmm. And it turned into the beautiful swan? Yeah. Well, that was Sam. And we came up with Sam because we wanted to point out the acronym Saving Animals Matters. Mm. And thus Sam. Sure. And we took Sam and we... Uh, we took him to the vet, and he said he has a terrible tooth. That's why he's not chewing his food. Yeah. So we got him put under anesthesia, and meanwhile, they took off the, the 13 sebaceous bumps and um, adopted him. And mm. he became, whenever I walked him, everyone would stop and say, because he was loved, he became more beautiful. He physically looked beautiful. People would stop me on the street. That's the most adorable dog you have. Where did you get it? They thought it was a purebred. Yeah. And they wanted that purebred guy. I said, this is a rescue. Wow. Don't always turn up your nose at the ugly ones because they can turn out to be the most devoted, obviously unconditional, loving pets you will ever meet in your life. You know, you mentioned he had a bad tooth. And um, I know... uh, Bernie and I and the kids, we've had a couple dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, babe, a pug. Mm-hmm. I met Babe. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, our chocolate lab was Hershey. And um, one of the things that I remember about Babe in particular, you know, he, he had such a bad mouth odor. Yeah. And we, we were instructed to brush his teeth. And you said, you know, Sam had a bad tooth. So you you took him to a dentist or a dog well, or a vet? I beg took your pardon? to the vet. Yeah. And he looked in his mouth and he said, one of these teeth is cracked down to the pulp. Ooh. He's been in pain. Oh, the poor pup. So that's why he wasn't eating the hard kibble. He oh, would okay. only choose the soft food. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that really lends itself to the question. So if you're a pet owner... And you haven't been to the vet. You really got to get. How often do you have to take your dog to the pet? Oh, to the vet. Well, I would say at least twice a year. Twice a year, if not more often. And they will. You will see signs. You have to look for signs. If a dog isn't eating his food, or he seems somewhat lackadaisical, or you know, you notice that he's not walking correctly. It could be a number of things. Just yeah, like people. That's an indication. That's just like people. Your little you know, pet needs you have help. a headache, you might want to go off by yourself. Dogs often isolate themselves when yeah. they, they're really... When they're sick. When they're sick and they, and they feel they're not going to live longer. They don't want you to feel their pain. They want to let you know that they can handle things and they go off on their own. And it's often hard to see what's going on when they're yeah. hurting themselves. And all they want is your love. That's all they want. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I've always found fascinating about dogs is, you know, we've heard like, oh, dogs have such a keen scent of smell. Mm-hmm. It's like 40 times I read as much as a human that they could smell things that we can't smell at all. Right. right. Absolutely. Even, you know, interestingly enough, Mary Lou, even fear, they can scent whether it's, you know, it's a, a severe illness like a cancer or something. But they oh. say some pets can actually tell if you're sick. Yes, they can. Amazing. Yeah. You know, they have that just a, an amazing awareness that, you know, it's not that. And also their hearing is incredibly keen, much greater than that of humans. Yeah. And sadly, with the hearing, it's um, a shame when uh, dogs have their ears docked still today. Breeders will often dock a dog's ears to keep them a purebred wow. dog. Like, for I example, I took out care of a, a 
Kane Corso that had her ears docked. And it's not necessary and can often impede their hearing. Um, it's not necessary to dock a tail. And years ago, they used to do it. It would get matted in the way of herding sheep and this and that. But it's really not necessary. Why were they born with them? Why, why were animals born with these? So, yeah. I mean, what's the purpose? You don't need to dock their ears or, yeah. or dock their tails. Yeah. Um, and their smell is such an amazing gift to your family because they can smell an oncoming stranger. They can smell... Mm. Um, you know, danger, or as you said, cancer. I've gone yeah. to um, many convalescent homes with Sammy. I got Sammy uh, started as a therapy dog because mm -hmm. he had such a calming effect on mm -hmm. the people. They wanted something to pet, to hold, to comfort them. But you have to go through a training class. But actually, Sammy didn't even have to have any training. He was trained well enough just to be certified to go into the homes and be that lap dog and bring comfort to the people. And he would often go down the halls to the people, the most ill in speaking to right? your fact yeah. with cancer, to the most ill residents. Wow. Sensing something. They have the need the most. Yeah. Wow. That is interesting. That yeah, is interesting. We'd walk in and you let the dog sort of guide you where he wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And... That's with Sam. Wow. Yeah. What a gift. Yes. That That's is. one of the reasons I said I've got to get this dog, you know, to help comfort people. Like, just he's just not going to be my dog, but I'm going to help Sam help others, you know. Yeah. He, and he loved it. He loved visiting those residents. Yeah. That 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 is something. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. And, you know, we were talking about their sense of hearing as well, and I noticed every once in a while, like, if you see a dog... And there's a noise or something we don't even see. They tilt their head. Like they, mm -hmm. it's like they're, they're like leaning toward the left or right and right. tilting, trying to pick up that sound and where it's coming from, it seems. <laughs> yes, it is. That's that's interesting too, because they're trying to figure it out. Is it something, you know, if it's something they fear, they'll probably run or cower and hide. But if it's something they're interested in and they're trying to figure it out, they will tilt their head, even when you're speaking to them and trying to you know, make a deal with them. Like, if you sit, I'll give you this treat. <laughs> They'll sometimes look perplexed and turn their head. But voice is very important, too. Because mm -hmm. if you are reprimanding a dog and you have an angry tone to your voice, mm -hmm. that's not going to work. You, it, it's, it, It'll scare the dog, but you're yeah. setting yourself up for a fearful dog and one that's going to cower and hide. And yeah. it's not a good thing. You want to talk in a little softer, sweet voice. Yeah. And commend them for what they're doing not right. Not always yeah. correcting them for what they're doing wrong. Yeah. So that because goes with training then. Because I, I always uh, think of like someone that has a relatively, whether it's a puppy or a new dog into the household, mm -hmm. they the owner's... You know, the, the parents will say, yes. you have to train that dog. You know what I mean? And you have to probably consider, like, is my home pet friendly? Yes. Huge consideration. When we would have people come to look for dogs, to adopt a dog at the rescue, we would always have to give them an application in terms of what will you do for this dog 
because a lot of people want to get the dog for their needs instead of the dog's needs. And mm -hmm. let's say you want this very high energy spaniel mm -hmm. and you have a three-year-old at home Yeah, and you love to run. So you're thinking the dog will be great because I run and a dog will run with me. But you also have a three-year-old. Mm. And that's going to take precedence over the dog. Of course. So you can't always say, oh, I'm going to get that dog out for a run. And you find yourself, oh, no, I have to take care of the baby. Yeah. And the dog ends up not getting the exercise. You had every good intention, mm. but it doesn't get in enough exercise. So what happens then is the dog gets so anxious to run, it gets nippy. Especially if a child might come in and want to embrace the dog or hug the dog accidentally. Given a three-year-old, they're going to be explorers too. They want to touch the dog in places the dog right. shouldn't be touched. Okay. Dog, a baby should never approach a dog. I don't care if it's the friendliest dog in the world with their hand out to the mouth. Oh, really? Because... Especially if that dog has been corrected and hit on the face, Ooh. that dog will turn around and bite. Really? And then the dog's, where do you think the dog ends up? Because if it's You're a child. Nice. Yeah. It's well, what about when a dog growls? Like, let's say, you know, we have a dog in the house and all of a sudden a guest comes in and it's like... It's a warning. Why do they do that? It could be one of the friendliest people in the world and all of a sudden they don't do anything. They're just talking. They walk into your house and it's like... They sense, dogs can sense it's just something not right. Something's not right with it. It could be that person just came from a dog situation and they didn't like the smell of the other dog. It could be anything. You don't know. But don't always think they're going to like you. In yeah. fact, I just went to help take care of, of uh, Dooley's cat. Mm -hmm. And I, where I live, all the animals seem to love me. In fact, yeah. My voice, which isn't one of my better qualities, <laughs> dogs and cats. Dogs love your voice. Happily, right. Happen to love when I went in Dooley's house. And Dooley is our brother. Dooley's our brother. <laughs> his cat, Sadie, when I spoke, that cat ran. And I was there for a week. That cat would not come down to see me. She wouldn't. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And I said, Do I, I don't think, this is very strange. This cat doesn't like me. He said to me, Mary Lou, just come in one day and don't talk. Just don't talk. Mm. Just walk in the house and just be very calm. And that you worked. know I did that a couple nights ago. I went in his house. Sadie looked at me. And I just sat down. She cuddled up around my feet. Wow. She purred. She wow. laid on her back, which is a surrendering. When they, they're surrendering, they tr trust you. Wow. She was totally like... <laughs> that is so impressive. And, you know, and I was so happy because I thought, oh my gosh, this is so uncommon. Because when I stayed at his house, I was feeding her. I was doing all the things like, of course you're going to love me because I'm feeding you. She would eat her food, but she wouldn't eat it till I left. So I, I was very happy. You know, that's interesting. I went into a, uh, a business the other day and running toward me was a dog. And I thought, oh, great. Now, I've been bitten by a dog a couple of times, so I have a little bit of a fear. And what I instantly do is I'm like, 
hey, buddy, how are you? I start to talk like, here you go. Hey, buddy. I put my hand out for them, thinking for them to lick. I'm like, hey, bud, how are you? You know, but that may not be the right thing. What Dooley had suggested is just, hey, just be quiet. Just be still. Yes. But what often frightens me the most is that I understand that dogs and pets have a sense and they know when you're frightened, which may frighten them as well. And then they get into that defensive posture and they growl, they bark, they do something that we find threatening. Right, right. And that, and Dooley's right, in that you just stay calm. You, you might use the words, because in rescue, we try to calm them with, it's okay. You're going to be okay. It's all good. It's all good. It's okay. Yeah. You know. Um, and the tonality is very important. Your tone is It's, it's okay. Just softer, right. lighter. Like You're going to be hyper and excited. Yeah, it's going to upset gonna them. You're going to be hyper excited, too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's a myth. But oftentimes you hear like, oh, the dog's wagging his tail. He's really happy. And and recently I read, or you may have mentioned to me, and eh, it's not always the case. It can be, but doesn't mean that. Right. No. There's, there was um, many incidences at the rescue where the dog was wagging its tail. It was just excited, overly excited, but actually stressed because other dogs were around that just maybe have come into the rescue. And people or children... First thing they want to do in a dog rescue, because they've got all these little dogs in a pen, is they want to reach out mm-hmm. and pet the dog. Yeah. It, Look, I can pet that dog. It's wagging its tail. Not necessarily. So you shouldn't just pet a dog. No. You always ask, and when a child approaches a dog or, or an adult, yeah. you want to cup your hand, make a fist and oh. lower it oh. under the dog's chin okay. to, so they can... See. Smell. Yeah. I'll Sometimes smell. when you, you could smell you first. Mm-hmm. And and because when you go above their head, if that dog has any history of being hit, mm. it may jump to attack because it thinks you're ready to hit it. Mm. So always ask. You never know. And I, there was an incident in, in um, my neighborhood. Sadly, a pit a pit dog. I, I pit know bull? the pit bull. Okay. Smaller pit bull. The family had name had it for years, probably eight years. They had two small boys mm. under the age of six. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> pit was fine, never hurt the kids. But one of the neighborhood children had come. Who was only three or four years old. Mm-hmm. Had come into the garage where the pit was secured by a leash okay now when a dog is tied in its home Mm -hmm. and it's seeing someone regardless of child or not Mm -hmm. entering the house what do you think its reaction is going to be just what does the dog's duty i I would think it's going to protect the home you are exactly right yeah child went to pet the dog in the face and the dog jump up and bit the child in the Ooh, face. Ooh, glory be. Yeah, and that's not good. stitches and Oof. No, terrible so, situation. So, so yeah. you cannot, even if it was, it's a little dog, it could be a little yappy dog, but they have very sharp razor teeth. Yeah. You can't assume that that yeah. dog's not going to hurt that child. Yeah. You know, some of the, the you, 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 oh, this is my, you know, my mom's dog, we've had it for 15 years, so friendly, you'll never hurt. Never, ever assume. Right. Any dog. Right. Is not going to, even just because they now have become a senior dog, and mm-hmm. dogs get dementia. Yeah. Dogs, 
find themselves not even realizing where mm. they are sometimes yeah. they're just to their brain yeah. like something's happening to them yeah don't assume that dog's gonna be the same dog it was six years ago right so always be cautious hmm so let me ask you this you see a dog and let's say so you're walking with your dog you see another dog and you're paying attention to the other person's dog would your dog get maybe jealous of that like would you say like oh my god look at this they could get Sam jealous. Is, Sam is jealous because I'm spending all this attention toward this other dog. Yeah. Even though we're just on a dog walk and it's yeah. it's only minutes of my attention going to the other dog. Yeah, that, yeah, that does happen. Kind of human-like. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like, you know, you, you walk away and it's like, wow, you really like that person. Yeah. No, I was just talking to him. No, it's the yeah. dog has that same sense of like, wow, I'm a little jealous. Yeah, Why were you paying? A lot of people think dogs don't have the same emotions. And it's, it's very sad because... The dog that Kane Corso I took care of um, was Shanti, big black hundred pound dog, and I would walk her, mm-hmm. and she <laughs> would pass dogs to want to play with them mm-hmm. and cry if they would ignore her. The dog wasn't ignoring her; it was the owner because they were afraid of Shanti's look. She looked like a very intimidating, intimidating dog. So she whimpered. Like, they don't like me. They don't want to play with me. How big was Shanti? Shanti was probably up to my hips. I'm 5'6". Wow. Standing on on, on her four legs. Up to your hips. Right. And she um, she was the most gentle. Yeah. (laughs) Peace one. By Shanti means peace. And she was like her name. Very peaceful. Was she a full breed dog? She was a full bred dog. Yes. And I was just caring for her for about five or six years because sadly the owner got divorced and couldn't take her out any longer. He had to go to work. Yeah. You know, and she was in the house for, for like eight in the morning till seven at night and didn't get out to pee. Uh, And he didn't have a backyard, but she was such an amazing dog. People misunderstand. Oh, she's amazing. She can hold her pee. So how, what, now what breed was Shanti? She's Cane Corso, uh, Italian Mastiff. Wow. Yeah. That is a big dog. That is a big dog. What color? Black? Did black. All okay. black. So it did, and Shanti did look a little intimidating. Oh, she was very intimidating looking. Right. And uh, one, one of her best friends is a golden retriever, and I would show um, any sort of affection when Sheba was around, and uh, she'd say, I say she say, but she yeah, would whimper. Shanti like, would, right. Why aren't you paying attention to me? Really? She yeah. loves Sheba, but she didn't want her to get the attention as much. You know? Yeah. So it's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to love me. She yeah. belongs to somebody else. So, so that's interesting. So yeah. tell me, so if a dog's at home and you're at work, how many times within that eight to nine hours you're away should that dog be let out to pee? Um, Probably after four or five hours. That's it? Okay, I know myself, I would think like, oh, okay, well, you know, we got we to gotta get the dog out. When we had bait, Bernie would, yeah. you know, well, run I home at her. lunchtime. She was very Constantly taking that. the dog out for walks. Yeah, she's a great dog owner, Bernie, and you, yeah, because you, yeah. Did, you did look at that as an issue. Yeah. And many people don't. They just, oh, no. I had neighbors that would come in and they'd move in with the dog, and I noticed they'd go off to work because I'm ret- retired now. Yeah as a teacher and um, I see the dog working in the window mm-hmm. and this was after like 
eight hours. Oh, wow. No one's home. So I approach my neighbor, and this has to be done very diplomatically. Sure. Because you could tell they love it. They're just, people are not aware. Yeah. They have every good intention. But mm-hmm. this is exactly why this podcast is important. Right. There's an awareness that is lacking. Yeah. And I said, Courtney, I said, how often do you let her out? Beauty out. Oh, eight hours she can hold it. Sometimes 12 hours she can oh hold it. Oh, my God. Are you kidding I'd me? I'd say, oh, no, no. But do you think the dog is comfortable holding it? No. No. Not at all. Is that really fair to the dog? And right. this, the dogs can actually, your the sphincter muscle, it places a lot of stress on that sphincter muscle. Yeah. And they can end up with a problem sure. where they become incontinent or they're urinating. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's just, you know, in terms of peeing. It's unhealthy. Yeah. It's, it's just unhealthy. like a human. It's the unhealthy to hold it that long. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just not fair. So you don't want to do that. Yeah. And then oftentimes, you know, although the owner loves their pet. Right. They get home and the dog, you know, right. did their business and they're all upset with it and yelling at the dog and, right. and they, they just had to release themselves. They, this wasn't the dog's fault. You, right. you left them unattended for nine hours. Right. And this is a problem because today, you know, a lot of people, they need to get out to work after COVID. Yeah. A lot of people were home with their dogs. Yeah. And they gave them all the time in the world. Yeah. And they were able to walk their dogs. When you know, COVID hit, yeah. people got dogs. They went back to work after COVID. Mm-hmm. And the dog now doesn't have a dog walker or, you know, and people can't necessarily afford a dog walker. Mm-hmm. I don't have a doggy door. I don't have a dog walker. What am I going to do? So this is very important when people are wanting to adopt or purchase a dog, you know, you've got to look at all those issues. Yeah. If you can't afford either a dog walker or, or some way of getting that dog out, if you can't. You shouldn't be a pet you owner. probably shouldn't be. Yeah. Sadly. And I know for ourselves, Bernie and I and the kids, we, we oftentimes, like, the dog was a gift. You know, it was like, oh, you have a family. Oh, I'm going to get you guys a dog. Yes. And it was like, whoa, wow, we love them. But, like, it's our house wasn't pet friendly necessarily. Yeah. You know, our first dog, um, decades ago, we had uh, all six children. But um, he was a Jack Russell Terrier. Samson, we called him, and he would bark like crazy all the time. It was, it was he was hyperactive, little dog, mm-hmm. and he only lasted a few weeks. We had to give him back. We were like, we can't stop the dog from jumping, yeah. barking, and we yeah. had small children at home. Yeah. Bernie and I were both out of the house most right. of the day working, and we came to that realization. You know, we love little Samson, but you know, we just can't care for him. He he may have some anxiety issues. Also, a high energy dog. He was bored. They yeah. start barking. Yeah. But you have to look at that. When when you go to adopt a dog, we would say, how often are you home? Um, yeah. You know, how many children are in the house? I mean, you have to screen people. Yeah. Um, and, and, and a lot of people are turned off by that. Oh, I went to a rescue and I, you know. They asked me all these questions. Know, questions. It's like, it's not even worth it. I'd rather go to a breeder. Yeah. But those same people end up giving their dog away. Because of those very issues right. where you unfortunately had every good intention for the yeah. job, but it just didn't fit for right. your family. So you should look at, so different breeds are high energy dogs. Yeah. So that Jack Russell Terrier, high energy. Yeah. Okay. I remember, you know, then our next dog, Hershey. Mm-hmm. Another high energy dog. High energy dog. Well, we loved Hershey. He was so much fun. Friendly. I mean, you know, we had him for years and, and, and I'll never forget the... 
what happened to us at one point. Hershey used to break out our screen door, knock down the screen door. He was close to 100 pounds. Mm. Beautiful chocolate lab. You know, you know, we, we just loved him. But he, he would run and dart out of the house. And I remember getting a call from a neighbor saying, hey, Bob, Hershey escaped again. I have him in my backyard. And I'm like, well, you know, that's not Hershey. He's in our kitchen. Well, why don't you go check? And I look in the kitchen. Hershey's gone. Screen door is broken. Right. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'll be right over. Did he do any damage, I'm saying? And he goes, well, you know, he popped two basketballs and he tore the liner in the pool. Oh, I'm like, yeeks. Oh, boy. You know, and that was Hershey, high-energy dog. Just, you know, right. really wanted to run and play and jump. And people were scared of Hershey because it, Hershey was 90 pounds. Jump up on you and knock you over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so you got to, I think that's an important point. So there are some breeds that aren't as high energy, that might be well-suited for you. Like, what sure. dog would be a low-energy dog? Oh, probably a Basset Hound. Oh. In fact, <laughs> very low to the ground, slow walking. Oh, kind okay. of, they're very affectionate. You know, those are the kind of dogs that are very loyal, and they want someone around home. That would have been a perfect dog. I remember when Dad was um, getting up in his years. Yeah. I, I don't know. I Someone may, I think it was Noelle, bought the pug to keep him company, her pug back then. Yeah. And I used to bring Sammy. I'd yeah. fly in the plane with Sammy. Yeah. So that he could be affectionate with yeah. Dad. And I always thought um, Basset Hound would be a good dog for him because they don't require a lot of walks. Yeah. You know, they're... they're, they're they're yeah. kind of big enough that you see them because yeah. they're long that you're yeah. not going to trip over them. But then you may trip over them. I don't know. But I just thought that'd be a perfect dog for um, him. In yeah. fact, the dog we got, <coughs> excuse me, Lancer, a Siberian Husky, mm-hmm. was a high energy dog. Beautiful dog. And yeah. um, I think that's one of the reasons. You know, Dad had a clothesline running in the backyard. Yeah. And he could run back and forth on the line. Mm-hmm. But I think someone passed by and they have taken the dog thinking at the time he needs to run more he needs to be out you don't get a siberian husky in in the city you got they're more country dogs you know it's it's a lot of dogs you got great danes sometimes you'll see them in an apartment i mean it's a huge dog you know it's you need to run you know an australian shepherd they Mm, heard sheep you don't want to get an australian shepherd they're living in an apartment. Right. Too. Yeah. It's, it's, you're only doing an injustice to the dog. You're going to ha- end up with problems. What about a pug? Pugs are perfect because they're too. Like, they have their little period when they're full of energy as yeah. puppies. They calm down, though. Uh, but they calm down. And, yeah. And that's another point. Yeah. If you are <laughs> at an age when I was, you know, getting up there, when I went to the rescue, I was like, I want the puppy, though, because it's so cuddly. So and cute. So cute. And I want, actually, a Pomeranian. Like, I want a little dog that will fit in my purse. Yeah. And I can take with me, you mm-hmm. know. And, uh, <laughs> well, the Pomeranian was just too high energy for me. I couldn't I couldn't adopt the one that came in because I couldn't keep up with it. It wasn't fair to the dog. Yeah. But Sam actually ended up being the perfect size not because he was that small he was about 14 pounds but i just ended up getting a bigger purse so i could take him with me you know oh wow (laughs) people think oh you you know what do you like paris Hilton? you have to have that accessory dog i said no no it's nothing to do with you know being accessory to me it's i just don't have the heart to leave the dog 
I, alone. I, I so leaving I the dog alone. I'll tell you a story quickly. Um, we had a pug. His name was Babe, after Babe Ruth. And I, our sister Noelle, you know, insisted, hey, I'm going to buy you guys a dog. Um, I went over with a couple of the kids to the person's house. And the dog, first of all, the name was Grumpy. I'm like, wow, <laughs> Grumpy, what a name. And that, so we renamed it instantly. Um, and Grumpy, they called, was there was a dish there and a couple of the dogs were eating. And Grumpy was like pushed out and malnourished. So we thought, we can't leave this dog alone. We have to rescue this dog. You know, so we bring the dog home, we rename him Babe, we give him all this love, attention. And when initially Babe started eating, he would eat so quickly, turn his head left and right, making sure that no one else was going to nudge him out of the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, and we had Babe for 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, you know, he's a king all of a sudden, Babe was, you know, the king of home sure. runs, Babe Ruth. But uh, what a difference. And, and we got Babe because of our, we felt so committed to rescue a dog who was malnourished being yeah, poorly, poorly treated that it wasn't the dog. You know, I always wanted a, a, a specific type of dog, you know, like a golden retriever. Yeah. Oh, they, they're so beautiful. I love it. Never got one. Dogs. I don't want one. If our, you know, sister Noelle's listening, listening, she's, I'm getting Bobby a golden retriever. I can't do it right now. You know, yeah. Bernie and I are working during the day. We don't, we can't do that. We just can't right. do that dog. But that's the type of dog that I always, because of the looks of it. Sure. I just love that look of that. Dog. Yeah. Beautiful dog. But I would have to keep in mind what you say. Yeah. Is it a high energy dog? Is it a low, you know, what type of dog in my lifestyle does it fit? Uh, golden retrievers are, have a name called the Velcro dog because they always want to be by your side. They're extremely loyal oh. and friendly. But wow. because of that very quality, they end up being uh, stricken with a lot of anxiety when they the, the parents leave. Really? Because they're, they don't want to be alone. So you have to, when you get that if golden retriever, if it's a puppy, you want to start leaving it maybe for 15 minutes at a time, mm. building up to half an hour to an hour. Mm-hmm. So the dog has a sense that you're coming back. Yeah. To go from one extreme, like, again, I'm bringing up COVID. Mm-hmm. They were there all the time. And now all of a sudden, they're the full day, they're gone. You mm-hmm. had this dog. Yeah. Right? That was You were around all the time. All of a sudden, you're missing. They're going to start to panic and yeah. have anxiety. And they'll bark. And mm-hmm. they'll scratch at doors. And they'll knock things down. They get bored. And then the dog ends up in a shelter. What about poodles? Poodles smarter? Are, are they a smarter dog? They're very smart. They're, they're, um, I think of Patty's dog off. Patty Zola is extremely Our sister Patty, smart. Yeah, yeah Zola. You'll see, um, I believe, that she may not like this, but if you... <laughs> I think the Australian Shepherd is... They the smartest say, dog? Is the smartest dog. Poodles yeah. are definitely up there. Yeah, they're smart. Um, and But because of that, again, you have to be challenging them like yeah. letting them go out and explore yeah. the dog needs to again going back to smell they're exploring that activates their brain you want to keep stimulating their brain yeah because it's developing and that's going to help you a lot with their behavior yeah. a lot of people i'll see they're walking their dog like come on already well you know i have like two minutes to get you out just do this they yank on the dog pulling it back 
that dog, that's part of it. It's going to lend itself to positive behavior. Let it explore. Let it smell. Let it be out there right. running around. You will have a better behaved dog if you do that. Let it go. And Patty not, not off the leash. Patty yeah. couldn't, Patty, because Patty and I both, we don't have children. We do treat our dogs like our child. Yeah. Um, and because, you know. It is. It, it just a, is. A, a, she was a pet, a dog, a cat, whatever it is. It could even be a bird. Yeah. I mean, they are part of the family. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I, they're, they're part of the family. You know, I yep. remember as a little kid, my first pet. Mm-hmm. And I remember the name. Mr. Dinklepuss. Mr. Dinklepuss. And, you know, I don't know if this is true, but the, what I recall is as a little kid, we had a high top piano and mom was cleaning around the uh, bird cage and sucked up the bird. <laughs> I did, I Screaming, yelling, crying! Oh my God! Yeah, you know, and you know, Dad came home from work and had the vacuum cleaner and took it to the manager and said, "Hey, yeah, we brought him." Oh um, Alex is. It was, I think, the ma- it was the manager's name that they took the house to. So yeah, I mean, you know, a pet could be, it could be a bird, it could be a dog, it could be any sure. type of animal. Sure. Some people have snakes. Yeah, people. <laughs> I mean, you know, that is true. They, <laughs> they let them. Wrap around their neck and the whole, yeah, yeah. I, I can't speak to that too much. But. And it's funny because, you know, if you're thinking of a pet, like I think for a parent in particular, the first thing you think is, all right, we're going to get a goldfish. Yeah. Low, easy maintenance. The kids are going to have a goldfish. And, mm-hmm. uh, and depending on how well you treat that, it could be a day later, all of a sudden the fish is dead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, even something as simple as that, you've got to make sure you're paying attention. You're putting in the right amount of food. Yeah. You're giving it some attention. Yeah. It's 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 funny it's that you say that because there's a commercial where a little boy is uh, in his room with his pet fish named Fred. I don't know what this commercial is about, but the dad is taking the boy to an aquarium. And the little boy says, can Fred come? And Fred come too, Dan? And he says, sure. And, and he picks Fred up in the fishbowl. He takes the entire fishbowl and he carries it in the car with him. They're traveling to the aquarium. And the little boy walks up to the big, huge fish in the aquarium. And he holds up his fish for Fred, Fred the fish to see the big fish yeah. in there. Yeah. Like saying, here's, your, here's a friend or here's someone yeah. like you. And I always thought, well, geez, he should get another fish in that bowl because the fish wouldn't be so lonely, right? Because even a fish would like a companion. Sure. So I'm a real advocate for people to get two two cats, two dogs, because they can keep each other company. Really? You know, well, they say, oh, it's too expensive. But they found that, I don't know what study this could be, I just want to say that some incidences where... You have two dogs together playing together all day. Yeah. Will keep your costs down because you don't have to end up getting someone, hiring someone to play with them. Wow. Go to doggy daycare because they're entertaining themselves with each other, especially if they have a yard. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I Two dogs. Yeah, two dogs. What about a dog and a cat? And some dogs, yes. But they was, it's best to bring them together as puppies. Um, but you will have dogs that are rescued that have been in a home with a cat. They were just brought into the, and they get along. Shanti loved cats. In fact, when I would walk her, she'd start crying because the cats would hiss at her and she didn't understand it. This looked like this terribly aggressive dog was whimpering. Like, why yeah. doesn't that dog, that cat want to play with yeah. me? 
the cats next door would come over to my house and they'd be petrified of Shanti, but she would just lay there respectfully. I'm not going to, obviously they don't like me. I'm not going to be aggressive. And the cats soon developed an affection for Shanti, would lay right next to her. That was after wow. over five years. Yeah. And um, it was all peaceful. It was They lived harmoniously. Yeah. Together. So if you have a dog and the dog is aging, I've seen uh, where people got a second dog. And it's almost like they say, I'm going to introduce oh. our new pet into the family to right. see if it's compatible with yeah. the existing pet. Right. Uh, sometimes that works, but rarely, because this little dog comes in to your home where the older dog is just now relaxing. It's coming into the end of life, and it's like an elderly person. Mm-hmm. You're bringing in this... this yappy thing that's in my face yeah and all i want to do is sleep yeah so it'll to correct the dog get out of my face it snaps at it and sometimes the dog will take that correction the puppy and learn from it but other times it just doesn't and they can't live harmoniously together right so yeah that's that's a problem what about age of a dog? Now, if I've heard that a full breed has a longer, a shorter, I beg your pardon, a shorter lifespan than, a, we'll say, a mutt or a mix. Yeah, that's true. They don't. Um, whatever issues it is, I can't really say, but they do not last a long, as long. They may be, you know, your golden retrievers are probably one of the dogs that you spoke of that really are ending up getting cancer. They probably have a lifespan of 8 to 10 years. That's it. And you'll have a Shih Tzu, which I had. Sam lived till 14, but I know a Shih Tzu. My neighbor owned a Shih Tzu that lived till 19 years old. Okay, so so I always thought like a dog, a big dog, like a Great Dane, mm -hmm. has a shorter lifespan. And like, let's say a Chihuahua has a longer. Oh, they have one of the longest. Great Danes have one of the shortest. Right. There's a lot of issues, eye issues, gastrointestinal issues that are common for that breed. You might look at the breed's health problems. Yeah. One of the sweetest dogs that people love as a lap dog is a a Cavalier King Charles. They've got the long ears. They're beautiful little dogs. Mm -hmm. They have heart conditions, especially if they're overfed and getting... but. that's why you really have to watch the overpopulation of um, dogs with breeders because they have puppy mills out there and they're in awful conditions and they end up with these diseases that unfortunately help, cause them to die early because they weren't treated correctly in those puppy mills. And, you know, they, they and diet is a big factor diet as well. Is a big factor. I mean, you know, when you, you love your little furry animal, you love your little pet, right. your little dog, even cat, and if right. you feed it table food, overfeed it, that's not good. That's As right. much as you want to share whatever you're having for dinner or a sweet or a snack, not a good idea to share it with the dog. Is that correct? Not at the table um, because they're going to get used to that. And you might have one of the little kids giving them a very um, fatty piece of meat, mm-hmm. which could cause um, a turkey. I mean, even if it's laden in fat or butter, you know, yeah. that dog is going to maybe end up with pancreatitis that night or something yeah. because they don't. But oddly enough, good food, as for people, good food for dogs, like you're talking. 
uh, high quality meats or carrots or broccoli. You want to stay away. You have a list. Grapes, mushrooms, avocados, onions. They can't eat those. Okay. But there is a list of foods that dogs can eat. Table food they and can table eat. Table food they can. But again, it's not a good idea to do it by the kitchen table because you're going to have the dog begging for the food. Oh, okay. You know. But, yeah, so um, don't give it yeah, at the kitchen but table. Actually, the store bought foods, like some of the companies, they have. You know, this is a high-quality dog food, but look and read the ingredients because a lot of the parts that are in there, they'll say parts that are chicken, chicken parts, meaty products, but they're the beaks of chickens that are in there or the feet of chickens oh, that are in there. Okay. So they get away with a lot um, of poor ingredients. So mm -hmm. it's, Just as fillers. Yeah. Yes, thank you. That's the one yeah. I was thinking, fillers. Yeah. So they're not necessarily healthy. So it's, I would imagine you find more of those at a, a pet store that sells specifically pet food as opposed to the grocery store. And, and some grocery stores may have a yeah, good line. Yeah, some grocery stores have But food. if you have a specialty store for pets, food, they probably have the higher grade yeah. food that oh, you yeah. would give your pet. And um, freeze-dried like meats and things are excellent because you can, they're dehydrate, dehydrated, mm -hmm. so you can add water to them. And they're probably one of the healthiest. That's exactly what... Uh, Patty fed Zola with the dehydrated. We started out with canned food for Sam until I found that it was just not good canned food. And then we went to I made food for Sam. I yeah. would I would cook a chicken or same a chicken, same as human and, consumption, yeah, a chicken. And I would freeze it. I would buy meats just yeah. on sale. Yeah. That's when you want to go. Get the meat on sale. Put it in a, you know, a crock pot or boil the chicken. Yeah. I throw the chicken after it was fully cooked into a blender, separate the parts, the shredded chicken in little baggies, freeze them, and mm -hmm. I take that out for Sam daily. How, how old did Sam live till? Sam lived till 14. We adopted him as nine. We only had him four years. Wow, he was adopted 14. three times. So that's all, because is it true it's seven years for every one human? Is that true? That's, they say that. Okay. Yeah. So. So Sam was 80. Yeah. Maybe 84. If, so you know, it's, yeah, 14, and yeah. we it's always a guessing game when you rescue. Oh, even older. Wow. You It's always a guessing game. Yeah. Because you look at the dog, and, and often vets will assess by their teeth their age. Mm -hmm. and um, you, But they don't always get it right. So we were told yeah. that Sam was probably, when we adopted him, around you know nine years old. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's how um, you could determine the age. Yeah, and uh, so, but that's they could be older, they could be younger. Yeah, I don't know. Was so, Toby your husband uh, the master? In a, I don't know if that's even a correct term, or were you the master of Sam? And is there such a thing as some you know for Bernie oh. and I, babe? Bernie was the caregiver more than I. Yeah. She gave him, so she was the master. It's as usually the person that feeds them. <laughs> okay, you feed the dog, you're the yeah, master. Yeah, okay. they'll look to you as the yeah the the main caretaker. And yes, I was absolutely. And okay. I spent more time with Sam. Yeah, and he had to go off to work, and I because I was retired, and uh, you know, it's that's just the way it worked out. Yeah, <laughs> didn't mean that when he came home from work, Sam was at the door wagging his tail. I mean, he loved those moments, mm -hmm. unconditional love. I mean, Toby would look forward. He'd come up the stairs, and Sam would wagging a tail and barking, ready to. You know, get attention. Yeah, so good to see you. And they both, you know, yeah, give him a little treat. Yeah. It was a joyous moment. Yeah, and that's exactly why a lot of people end up, you know, adopting a rescue because they give back to you, 
as you give to them. Yeah. You, you just are so grateful. So. so I always thought like, you know, you feed the dog. And I could be wrong on this. Like you fill up the dish, you know, once a day. You're oh, fill it freestanding up. food. Not a good idea. Okay. No. And then they eat it when they want. No. Well, again, good intention. Mm-hmm. Good intention. But what ends up ha- happening is the dog will maybe overeat at that time. It happens to be hungry at that yeah. day and they end up with a bloat. Yeah. Or... Sometimes freestanding food um, collects more bacteria in the house. Maybe okay. there was someone in the house that day cleaning. Okay. And there's a pesticide or something, not a pesticide, but some sort of... A, yeah, some chemical. Chemical, cleaning chemical. Yeah, sure. That's on the food yeah. or on the floor and it absorbs it. Yeah, it can even be an aromatizer that has sick. something in it. Thank you, yes. The mm-hmm. dog ends up sick. You mm-hmm. might have another dog that comes in to do the house and it'll go right to that dish and they'll end up a fight. I've had that happen. So no freestanding food. You shouldn't have freestanding food in It's not a good idea. And when would you feed the dog? First thing in the morning or later at dinner? Well, yeah, you can feed in the morning. Um, And I fed Sam twice a day. But he did have, because I was home, little snacks in between. That was mainly to help with behavior, like commend him for doing a good thing. I did not correct Sam for just the bad things. You know, it was... Commending him for the good things, and that's yeah. kind of positive reinforcement. Is what you want to do. It's very yeah. important. What about dominance of a dog? Like you know what I mean. Oftentimes you see the owner will scold the dog, dominant, and and the dog listens to that. They're, it seems to me like the person, the dog is almost fearful, but very obedient to that master. Mm-hmm. Uh I, it's, it's, you don't have a very happy dog because it's living in fear. Okay. That's what that and, is. And, you know, what, what kind of life is that to own a dog that's fearful of you? Yeah. She never dominated them. It's, yeah. It, no, it's, um, you're walking a dog and it's walking with you. It's not pulling the leash. It's sitting in it. You, you say good, I mean, good Sammy, good babe, you know, yeah. here's a treat. Some people be walking their dog and that dog sees another dog and it's, barking or growling at them and the person picks up the dog and holds the dog and yeah like get away from my dog your dog's aggressive that dog is now feeling that it's protecting you so it's gonna lash back you need to be calm yes. when you walk yeah see that's how our dog our uh, pug was babe yeah. we take babe on a walk and it, it didn't matter if it was a child an adult or another dog yeah. would bark and go into attack mode we'd have to pick babe up or you know Restrain him and say, "Oh, you know, sorry, he's he's jealous. We didn't know yeah. exactly what the heck was going no, on." No, actually, what you want to do, and that's often the case where people do that, and that's the most logical thing. Yeah. But actually, what you want to do is to introduce that dog to friendship of other dogs. So you might say, "Babe, dog," like you say, the dog is across the street or it's coming over. You give the dog a treat. It's always important to carry treats with you on a walk because. You want to associate the treat with the other dog. This is friendly. And that has to be, you know. Another dog comes, you yeah, give him a treat. Treat, friend. You can say one word, friend. Give the dog a treat. You know, things of that nature. Do not aggressively hold that leash tightly. Because that transcends to your dog that, oh, this is a fearful situation. I feel the tight oh. This is my owner oh. so nervous. I got to protect my owner. I got to protect my owner. No, it's got to be relaxed. But... The best way, if that neighbor is living you near you, 
you might get to those dogs um, off leash yeah. and have them be able to sniff each other where they're not, you know, mm-hmm. confined to a leash, you know, in a friendly manner. But it's it's always good to have okay. a trainer with you if you can do that. But uh, yeah. So the- when you say a treat, Mary Lou, tell me a little bit more about that. So when I go to the pet store and then say, hey, I, I want to pick up some treats and then you have one single little nugget that you would... Take out right, but I wouldn't even go to the pet stores. I'll save you money because the cost of dog food is outrageous and treats. Get a bag of mini carrots. Oh, carrots are okay. Carrots are okay. What if Some money's not? What if not? It's money is not an issue. It's not like hey, I, it's well, not, I want certainly. the best for the dog. It's, yeah, try to find the dehydrated meaty treats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if it's like, hey, I don't care. You know what I mean? This oh, is my sure. pet. If they, if it's filet mignon, that's what I'd rather get. As a Paul, I save money. Go for it. Doesn't like carrots, but that's his treat because they're cheap. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. But I I used to boil um, Sammy's carrots in chicken broth. Yeah. So they smelled like chicken. Yeah. And he actually ended up liking them. But the convenience. That's why I say carrots. I have a food for me in the house that my dog can eat. Carrots. Mm-hmm. My husband loves carrots. Yeah. So he can have that. Yeah. So <laughs> that that, that's so a great treat for your dog. Yeah. But but, I guess your dog yeah. has to like that treat. You have yes. to make certain. You know, I it's always a, think of bacon. That's not a good treat. And that's an expensive treat. But it again, pancreatitis. Yeah, and again, I a lot of dog lovers, they're not worried about oh, this cost this much. This no, thing. sure. You know, I'll, I'll give them. I'll sell my car if I have to. Oh, for this absolutely. Little. Yeah. Absolutely. So you can get wonderful treats at the pet store. Um, but I just always like to put that out there, yeah. you know, because there's so many dogs that need to be rescued and people say, I can't afford those treats. I can't afford to feed them. You can find ways okay, to I see afford them. That's yeah. where I'm leaning towards. Right. They can be affordable. You just have to find ways. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm throwing out those um, specific tips. So would you recommend a family that's considering getting a dog to get a, a brand new puppy, go to the rescue or the pet store? Or a mature dog. I mean, I, I, what look would... at your family dynamics. Okay. Look at how many people in the, are in the house. How are what are the ages of the people in the house? Well, if it's a young family where there's you know there's a, a, a child or two under the age of three, you know there's a one year old, a three year old. And you, a... you probably should hold off. Really? Only that, because yeah. again, that child is is exploring and may wander aimlessly into the area where the dog is and yeah. accidentally yeah. grab the ear of the dog right. with no intention of her. It's a toy to them. Yeah. And the dog turns around and bites the child. But what about this, Mary Lou? What if you, you so you have your dog. Sure. Your dog is part of the family. It's a mature seven-year-old dog. You have a baby. Right. Now the dog's all of a sudden like, hey, who's this baby coming in my house? Right. That, again... You don't know the dogs. Uh, this is, I guess, a situation where you really have to be around. Yeah. Um, because that dog may be very moody that day. And okay. Something may have been, it's, maybe it's hungry. It wasn't fed yet. Someone forgot to feed the dog. Yeah. It could be snappy. Yeah. Something can happen. I, I, I hate to say that because that could deter people from getting a dog that happens yeah. i mean I, I i just am looking to safety issue right if you're around to monitor that of course yeah you know but just be aware because you could end up with this situation 
where that, because the dog did end up biting the child, that dog's off to the shelter to be euthanized. Yeah. And it's just not fair. Right. That's, that's, you really have to take but that But certainly, off. if the parent is around and able to monitor their situation, of course. But yeah. And he, you know. And I feel like that, you know, it's a great a, a pet, a dog, a cat, whatever it might be, even a bird, is a great companion because you, you, you talk to that dog. Sure. You actually talk to them and you wake up in the morning. You're like, hey, babe, what's going on? Yeah. Okay, boy, here you go. Here's a little yeah. treat. Yeah. And they're following you around and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not like you're alone in the house. You know, no. it's, it's like you have a little friend there and a there companion who listens to you. You're telling them the story of the day and they're... Their ears perk up, they turn, they jump up on you. They have that sense when you have a bad day, they're kind of like, hmm. People are actually healthier when they own pets. They, you know, I think I've read that, where actually yeah. life expectancy yeah. goes up. Right. You know? They're not as depressed. Yeah. They're able to get out. I've met most of the people that where I live in Pacific Palisades through my dog. Yeah. You know, people are very dog curious mm-hmm. they'll say oh that's looking at a great dog i wish i get my dog to do that oh, what's the name of your dog or the yeah. dogs will actually start to like each other and the people yeah. may be very shy but yeah hey the two dogs find an affection for each other so the people start talking so it's a great way to get people out and, and socialize themselves if they're introverted yeah i always say to to certain People I know that are looking for, you know, a boyfriend or a girl. Okay, get, go get a dog. You'll get, yeah, <laughs> it's a magnet. dog's going to be a chick magnet. Absolutely. <laughs> because girls or, and men often yeah. will go, oh, I love your dog. And yeah. they start chatting pretty, pretty soon, you know, they're dating All each other. All of a sudden, it's yeah, lovely. it's like, wow. It's a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get it. No, I can understand that totally. Yeah. 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 So if a family, now, so you have that young family it's probably not the best time. When I say young, I mean a one, two-year-old. That might not be the best time to get your new pet. Right. Okay. But you know, by the age of, would you say seven, eight, nine, I would ten? say by the age of six, seven. Okay, six, seven. Because they're off to school and they have an understanding. They're learning yeah. guidelines and rules. And, right. But um, yeah, only because people can't always like have eyes in their back of their head. Yeah, no. And in, in this second, something can happen. And... The tragedy is if that dog is is surrendered or given to someone because they you know that incident or the worst being euthanized because of it. It's just a shame. Yeah. You know? it's not the what about in the in the winter season? So now we're coming into the colder weather. This morning was twenty nine. Oh yeah. Um, and I see some people walking the dog. And the dog has a little jacket on, <laughs> or even boots. Like I'm like, holy cow! What's going on with that? You know, what I mean, is that? Well, those are the people that consider their dog their child, of most course. likely. Yeah, they have a jack and they have boots and right. Because I always felt like a dog would be warm and like they they they're fine. They warm up faster than us. They they you could take them outside. You don't have to have a jacket on them. They're fine. Right. They have their coat. Right. And they shed maybe in the summer if they're a shedding dog to get rid of some of that. Yes, and and that and that can and that does happen. And there's some dogs out there that are fine, um, but. You have situations today where it's the length of time the dog's outside, you know, and it, mm. there is salt on the ground to mm. melt that ice. That can't get into a dog's paws. Mm. That can cause a problem. Yeah. So people put boots on the dogs. They have skin conditions sometimes. Okay. I have to tell you a story in L.A. Sure. Where it was 75 or 80 degrees outside. Ooh, that's hot. 
And the woman was walking her dog. Mind you, this was a very furry Shih Tzu mm -hmm. with the heavy sweater on it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. With a sweater on. With a sweater. And because you have to be a little bit more diplomatic with people, and you don't want to say, get the sweater off the dog. Yeah, it's, it's 80 dying. degrees out. What are you doing? No. You, you may approach them and say, you have a lovely dog there. Does it have a skin condition? Oh. Because some of them do. They might have something like alopecia where the dog's got patches of skin that's missing. Right. And it has to protect from the sun. Oh, does your dog have a skin condition? Or what, what is it? Oh, no. It's just such a cute sweater. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I want to. Wow. What do you say? Holy cow. I mean, yeah. Oh, you know. Well, it is. It, you just say, you know, you might consider it, it is hot. And I know this morning it was cold, but it is getting a little warm. So just giving you a gentle reminder. Mm. You know. Very diplomatic. You, you really have to, especially dogs that are left in cars. People forget. I'm just running to the store for yeah. five minutes. Yeah. You know, I have stood outside. I have gone into stores saying, there's a dog in a car. It's 90 degrees outside. Yeah. Manager calls. Is it, you know, black SUV has a yeah. dog in the car. Windows, please. I will wait. And this is where I put myself in situations. Right. That can be. Risky. Risky. Mm -hmm. I have waited outside to make sure that dog is going to be that dog is going to be cared for cared for because I don't want it to be an hour later before the dog has you know passed out in the car and yeah oh died. wow yeah um so when the people are approaching the car I'll say that's a beautifully groomed dog you have in the car I can tell that you care about that dog yeah however yeah it needs a little more air. Yeah. Because considering the heat outside is 90, it's probably 120 degrees in that car. Right oh my now. God, yeah. Because it goes up and you, you have be. dogs yeah. that end up dead. Oh, yeah. No, so, it's terrible. Um, and, and this is, you, you were people, people are coming back to their car. I had a guy that was at least 250 pounds full of muscle. Yeah. And you're going to think, oh my God, if I tell him, he's going to knock, he's going to knock me out. Yeah. If I approach him. So, Again, very gently, very con be <laughs> diplomacy yeah. Yeah. speaks volumes. Yeah, when approaching a very sensitive situation. Yeah, um, I was walking Shanti up Palisades Drive, and we have a thing called Next Door Neighbor on our phone where you let your neighbor know something odd is going in the neighborhood. Maybe um, there's some activity that's concerning with someone stealing something and or a dog is missing my yeah. dog just ran yeah. out you know please my cat is yeah. lost can you please please excuse me please keep an eye, eye out for this um white cat and they'll describe it well i was walking up the street with shanti the mastiff kind of king corso yeah there was a van pulled over yeah with the window down and again, in the heat. Yeah. The dog was a pit bull in Ooh. the front seat mm. of the car. And I thought, okay, that's a pit. Now they get a lot of bad rap. Rap because you know they have such strong jaws and they mm -hmm. end up, you know, killing people, depending how they were raised. Yeah. There are pits out there, they're wonderful dogs. They were raised as puppy to be wonderful, loving dogs. But again, never assume it's a friendly dog. 
So I'm walking past the car window. I don't see anybody in it, anybody around. Again, it's very hot outside. The window is down, but doesn't mean the dog is directly in the sun. Doesn't mean it's, have you ever sat in your car and the sun oh, is coming? Oh, it's so hot. When yeah. it's very hot. So I'm walking past the car. I thought, I'll go on next door neighbor. I'll just take a picture of the car mm-hmm. and say, you know, this is a black van, the license plate. Is anyone, you know, missing a dog or forgot about their dog? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That was my intention to put on next door. Yeah. When a woman jumped out of the car with a weapon. What? She all, I mean, I want to say she jumped on all fours. She, she pounced out of the car screaming at me. What are you doing taking a picture of my, my car? What are you doing? What are you doing? And she yeah. had some sort of it looked like a rod yeah. or something that she was ready to go after me with. But wow. thank God I had Shanti. Oh, Right? Yeah. I said, oh, whoa. I was taking, I, I didn't know. I thought the dog was abandoned. I'm so sorry. I don't mean any offense. But she was ready. She was actually yeah. a homeless woman. She lived out of her car. Oh, my goodness. And she was ready to go on the attack. Oh. Because I'm taking a picture, which can be very offensive to someone. Why are you taking a picture? What business do you have? Yeah. So she misread the situation. I explained, you know. And it all turned out to be, but it could have turned in. She said she was going to release her pit on my, and Shanti. She said, I'm going to get my dog release on you. So that could have been a total disaster. Total disaster. Yeah. So some of the health benefits. Now I read prior to uh, your coming in that, and it was the American Kennel Association, I believe that petting a dog can actually lower your blood pressure 10%. Yeah. So, so there are health benefits of a person. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So when you're considering a dog, you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm thinking about getting a dog. Tell me a little bit more about some of those health benefits for the person that's thinking, you know what? Maybe a dog will help. Well, yeah. A, a lot bit- of people have a great deal of anxiety. Yeah. The dog can be a calming factor for them in that the dog is, was sometimes they're trained. I mean, you have PS, post-traumatic yeah. PTSD. Yeah. yeah where veterans uh, need the dog to calm them because they react to situations, loud noises, or intense situations. The dog is there to help, you know, be a calming factor to yeah. them. Um, obviously, people that, that are blind or, or, you know, have hearing problems, there's service dogs that can help people yeah. um, guide them. Um, just the, the mere fact of, Epilepsy. Um, someone has seizures. A dog can sense that coming on as I well. I didn't know that. Um, and they will alert the person when an oncoming seizure. They're trained for this, of course. That's yeah. more of a trained thing. Okay. But um, but just health benefits. Um, children are are not. Uh, you you grow up with a family dog. I mean, they're less allergic to things there's sensitivities you know it's it's oh. um a lot of people say i want a hypoallergenic dog okay because we're allergic um not every dog has that effect on that child or for example my husband toby cat here he was supposedly allergic couldn't handle cat here so he thought no way as a dog but sammy had a certain hair texture that didn't make him wheeze. Oh. Um, so Shih Tzus can sometimes have that 
benefit um, where and for him he was another one yeah very calming because he has stressful days as an attorney he comes home the dog relaxes calms it puts him in a good mood yeah he could have the worst day right come home to the dog and his total turnaround in his mood yeah because the dog did something to make him happy that's sweet now tell me some common breeds when you say a service dog well you probably have your labs your golden retrievers yeah. And you have your shepherds, German shepherds. Yeah. Um, what about a St. Bernard? Like, I always think of in the winter, you see a St. Bernard in a movie with the, you know, and they're yeah. muddling through the snow. They, too, can be a great do- a service dog um, if they're trained. A lot of, sometimes the problems with the dogs like that, they're droolers. Yeah, they are. And people say it's, he's too messy and they give it away because they don't want to deal with all the goop and got that comes from their mouth. Yeah. So that's an unfortunate thing. But yeah, I loved your, uh, the, excuse me, St. Bernard's. Mary Lee, you say train. So if I have a, a dog, and I know it's important to train the dog, would I have to go to a dog trainer? Or is it, you know, can I Google that and say, I'm going to train this dog? And if I do, what is it that I want to train the dog first? Well, you want to train the dog. You, I, I would say if you're, it depends on your need. If you're seeking a dog, for something as serious as a person's having seizures, you definitely want to go to behaviorist of some sort, dog behaviorist wow. or trainer that specifically knows what the guidelines are or what are the requirements of that yeah. dog for that person. So, yeah, Googling things to get to the trainer, obviously. Right. It's best as word of mouth. But, um, but so if I'm like, I read once where it was like you got to, train the dog to come to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, like, you know, when Babe got off the leash, he would run. I would say, Babe, Babe, and run after it. I remember a story, you know, Babe got off the leash as a puppy almost, and I'm yelling down the street, Babe, Babe. And, right. you know, my neighbor, right. a woman my age, thought I was yelling her, Babe. And I was, no, it's my oh, dog. Yes. <laughs> but Babe wouldn't come back, you know? No, no. First of all, when a dog gets loose, you never want to chase a dog. Because they feel like it's a game. Okay. You want to get down, and that's, again, always important to carry treats with you. Because to lure a dog with treats, oh. and you, you get down when a dog comes. You mean you on get all down fours? to their level. Well, not, well, you might want to crouch down. Okay. Come here, babe. Come on, got a treat for you. Come oh, on, okay. babe. And you want to be on their level. You know? Yeah. Um, you're not moving, so they know it's not a game. And often... People do when they're extending to a treat, so they lower their bodies to give. And that's what you want to be and at their yeah, the same level that they can see you yeah, and see yeah. what that treat is. Yeah. But for myself, whether it was our, you know our chocolate lab Hershey, like I mean, when he got out of the house, he bolted, he ran. Yeah. If I if I just yelled Hershey, get here! I mean, he's a block away. I I felt like the only way I'm going to get him is run. Yeah. No. Don't. Don't run. Yell out his run. name. No. And treat. Absolutely. So, not. so probably one of the first things to do is training them to yes. understand. You want them to treat, go a few free. Have a feet. Have right. a treat ready. Get down, and then they yeah. come. And when they come to you, give them the treat. Right. It sounds simple, simplistic, but right. no practice. Have them off. Have them stand thirty feet away from you, and holding the treat. Babe, yeah. come, treat. Do it again and again and again and again. Last series of questions for you. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing I think for a pet owner to face mm-hmm. is when that dog is aging. 
And I know for ourselves, like with Babe, all of a sudden, you know, you know, Babe can't see well. You know, now, now, you know, Babe has diabetes. We're giving Babe right. shots three times a day. It's mm. that's probably got to be the hardest thing for a pet owner is decide. You know, when am I going to? I hate to use that word, put it down, but you know, when am I going to let Babe be at peace? Because I, we, it's just not fair to the dog. Right. Right. That has got to be the hardest thing for a, a, a parent of that pet to do. Yeah, that is the hardest thing. And people often will say, I'm just not ready to do, let her go, or I'm not ready to let him go. You absolutely must consider the dog's needs. Mm-hmm. If that dog's quality of life is being compromised, mm-hmm. it's best to, in my opinion, this is what I did with my dog, Sam. They said Sam has probably two months to live. Yeah. We, we extended his life by 10 months because of the medicine we got for him. It's best to either, if you can afford it, have a vet come to your house. Mm-hmm. The dog is happy, you know, little visitors coming. Keep everything as normal in that day. Have the vet come. Puts the dog to a sleep, and then the final injection is the euthanization of the dog. But it's all a very lovely process because the dog doesn't experience any fear. It's in the, the, the state of what other episodes it's having. Maybe it's having convulsions. Maybe it's having a heart attack. You're rushing it to the vet. The dog is going blind, whatever. Yeah. And the dog is taken off. And it's scared, to, you know, it's literally scared to death, right? But yeah. it, it's such a, a, a sad situation mm-hmm. because everybody's crying. The dog is hearing you cry. It, it, it's, it's just too much. Yeah. The last thing, the last gift you can give to your dog is saying, you, before you suffer, before, because I know it's oncoming. Yeah. The vet told me, probably has a week, probably yeah. has a month. Yeah. Before you put that dog in any sort of pain and uncomfortable oh. situation, wow. Choose to, to give it a peaceful death. Wow. That's the greatest gift you that can give a, to a, a dog. That is a tremendous act of love to be able to do that yeah. because you're so attached to look, that. You look beyond your own need. Yeah. That dog gave you unconditional love yeah. your entire life. Now it's time for you to give back to that dog yeah. in a peaceful manner. When it can die and go to heaven, doggy yeah. heaven as we say. Yeah. Now, how long would you wait before you get another pet then as the owner? Well, I don't even need to get a pet because there's so many dogs in L.A. that... That, that have a need to be walked. <laughs> well, they want... They, I walk past the house, they're all barking because they hear my voice, but yeah. I'm happy to do it because that's yeah. therapy for me too. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it, and Toby says I'd rather be an uncle because it's too hard at the end when you yeah. do have to... Yeah, I with agree. With that dog, he said, I'd yeah. rather be an uncle and you an aunt. And so we have more than enough people who right. want us to take care of their dog. Mm-hmm. It, it, we just do it. We don't charge anything. We yeah. do it out of the love of our heart. We wow. love, the, love dog. the dog. Yeah. And it's good for us. It could, yeah. It's good for our sanity. Oh, yeah, no, as we you said, know, it, it lowers your, it can lower your heart rate. Actually, we don't have that terrible decision at the end or that yeah. loss, so it, it, it's a wonderful thing to yeah. think of. Well, thank you so much for being on my show. You're welcome. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to yeah. share uh, the Sam message. Saving, saving animals, animals matters. Matters. Wow, Sam. Saving <laughs> animals matters. In, in honor of Sam, thank you for listening. And in. I have a little book I wrote that I read to kids in L.A. Go all over and read the story of Sam. 
to promote adoptions. Okay. Right. So you may see that one day if it ever gets published. I doubt. We'll have to get my sister, the editor, to okay. work on it. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, folks. This is Bob Adcroft with my sister, Mary Lou Troba, in Be Real Now.